0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Digital Coach. Now, if you've listened to previous episodes, you've hopefully listened to Gav Gillibrand, who came onto the show and talked hugely about one of his mentors, who's called Tim Drummond. And I was fortunate enough to grab Tim and get him onto the podcast, so I hope you enjoy this episode. He talks about how he turned... His uh, attentions, let's say, to online training about five years ago, and how his main focus is all around behavior change coaching, and how he sees that that's the difference between, you know, really selling high level ticket, high level priced packages and the lower end um, side of things. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Tim is a good friend of mine, I've known him for many years, and he's also a really, really nice and welcoming guy. So after this episode, do connect with him, you know, join into that live free community that he's mentioned. Um, let's get into the episode. So, guys, welcome back. And um, yeah, hi, Tim. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. Good to be here. That backdrop, I just want to just first touch upon that backdrop. Where are you now?
1: Uh, that's Spinoda Bay, which is in St. Julian's in Malta
0: cool So um, for those of you that listened to the last podcast where I had Gav Gillibrand on there who mentioned that uh, he'd done a lot of mentoring with Tim um, and you probably heard him say a lot about how much money spent with Tim <laughs> <laughs> this is Tim, know, this is Tim Drummond, so a bit of backstory how I know Tim Tim is actually was the inspiration and I actually say that to people that led me onto the coaching course that we did gosh, it must be 2015. Was a long um, it was. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I, I was getting some business coaching. I had business coaching for two years with my business partner, Harry. We'd spent, God, we were spending two grand a month on it. And then, um, you know, knowing Tim for years before that, he was starting this postgraduate degree in, in coaching. And, you know, that's kind of where it led me down that path. So that's how we know each other. But Tim, tell the community what you're doing now, what you've been doing for the last few years.
1: Yeah, cool. So um, I'm out in Malta. I've been living here a couple of years. So I've been online, fully online for about, probably about that time actually, about five years. Um, yeah. Like originally like old school, same as you, Jim. Uh been yeah. in the benches for 10 years, maybe maybe 11 years now in the fitness industry. Started off in fitness first. Just did it because I liked it. Didn't really yeah. think like, that I was going to kind of, I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't think it would be like Something that would necessarily be big—it wasn't ever my aim. It was just like go and do something I enjoy. Um, I was a pretty good personal trainer. I was always keen to learn, and then I just—then this was this was a long time ago, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think people got into the business and that sort of side of it, and the, what do you do outside the gym as quickly as people do now. Yeah. So it was probably about three or four years into it, I started realizing. There's some limitations here, man, like, you know, and at some point that's going to be very clear. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, now I think a lot of people see that literally within six months or a year or even come into the industry thinking, oh, I wouldn't mind doing a bit of online because it's scalable. Mm. That just wasn't a thing back in the day. And then um, I started getting into business, just going to a few courses and that. And it, again, it wasn't, we didn't have smartphones. It wasn't kind of like it is now. It was accessible, no one is as big as now. Then started doing a lot more like development on like mindset, which is what I would have called it at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, habits, that kind of thing. And just started incorporating that more and more into what I was doing. Became a really good personal trainer. Then went online. But I think what made me successful online is that I was decent at delivering. And I yeah. mean delivering because, like you said, we did the, 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 the sort of uh, life – well, it was personal coaching, wasn't it? It was personal yeah. coaching, diploma. So a lot of it was the psychology of weight loss that I had already started understanding. Uh, Got a really good coach, business coach. Mm, Nearly tripled my income in a year and it was like, fucking hey. And then uh, stopped, I I mean, I was charging like, I think the most I charged was 18 grand for a 16 week transformation in person. So I was was charging a lot of money. But even at that point, it was like, yeah, this is great, but like, you can't do that many of them. Um, And so then I went online I was doing pretty good selling high ticket, like $3,000 programs for 12 weeks. Um, and then people just started asking me about it and like helped some friends and that. Um, I came to a point where I just These realized- These friends are it. trainers, right? Yeah. And I just came to a point where I realized like, because people ask me, it's like, why did you decide to stop doing fitness at some point and go and start doing the mentoring? And then like, I, I think it's bullshit if I'm not honest. It's like, you make more money. Like number yeah. one, like I made a lot more money, but really it wasn't, I think the reason I made a lot more money is because I actually just got a lot more from it and I enjoyed it a lot more, a yeah. lot more. And so I was going down that route of, you know, we, I mean, now there's fucking everywhere and you know, yes, everyone's in boxes gosh. like the, the 22 year old who's telling you and mentoring. But back in the day, there wasn't that many people doing it. And I went down the sales and marketing route and I, and I did pretty well. Like Gavin was mm. in my programs and stuff and did a lot of money, I spent a lot of money. He didn't spend a lot of money, man. His ROI—he's full of shit, man. He should have spent more money. I tell you that. I'm going, to, I'm going to bill him for like bonuses. Uh, he, 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 he's balling it now, so I don't know what he's talking about. And then, um, about—I think about two years ago, mm. me and my business partner Phil, who I've written two—we've written two books together as well. Before that, we kind of sat down, and it was a little bit like. It's a bit of a business decision, but it's also like, what are we really passionate about? And like, there's something called comparative advantage in economics, which means that you might be better at other people than certain things, but you're better at certain things. And what we realized is we are better than most people at marketing and sales, but what we Mm. were really much better at was the behavior change coaching, understanding how do you how do you change people from, from here, like straight? Yeah. First of all, um, and so we basically just decided to double down on that, create the Institute of Fitness Behavior Change, and built that community over the last two years. Have a mentorship called the Internship, which is it's kind of a cross between an education program and actually we go and help people sell this yeah. stuff and make lots of money. So that's kind of brought us up till now. So do they go
0: through? Do you go through sales and marketing still
1: with them? Yeah. So what we do is we basically. Give them, and and we're very careful about what we say. Like, behavior change coaching is really understanding deep mindset. So we teach them a systemized way of delivering behavior change coaching. It's not, here's my system that the marketers tell you and then give you whatever they give you. It's like, it's 10x your income. Exactly. It's like, no, we're actually going to show you how do you deliver results online, incredibly, really transformational results. Yeah. And then, of course, when they know that and they have that systemized way, and we teach them the education behind it, going out and asking for a lot of money is just a damn sight a lot easier. A lot yeah, easier. Because you know that, your
0: product, right?
1: The, 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 the marketers fail because they teach people how to sell things for expensive. Yeah. But then that's it. And then most people just don't know how to justify charging a lot of money if that's the route that you want to go down online.
0: Yeah, no, I think. From the from the trainers that that we speak to here at Remote Coach, um, you know, so many of them miss that element. You know, the element of understanding. Right, man, can you
1: hear that, Ben? The big beep.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's all right. You're living in, in paradise, so right, they're people people the Mediterranean, man. <laughs> they're just
1: like beeping their horns.
0: But they, they do miss that. And I think um, you know, like you said, my personal journey of of trying to get, you know, get with high net worth individuals and celebrities. And, you know, that'll mean I can charge more money per hour. And then, you, you know, you realize that there is always that ceiling. And, you know, even when you're charging a lot of money and you're doing a lot of sessions, it's you're just going to burn out, you know. So that's where I think also trainers start to look for, you know, internships like yours, like Gav did, where, know you get to a certain age you've been doing it a certain amount of years you you know your craft but how can you start to kind of get more out of it income and also maybe a bit of your life back so you've been online for a long time you're now obviously mentoring trainers um i guess you know when you were first doing your your three thousand dollar transformations or you know packages what was your kind of approach back then and how would it change to what you've seen now with so many people going online
1: yeah nice um to be honest like back then it was just like trial and error trial and error like yeah. i just i like because we were doing that course and i was like i i know like what what i would now call behavior change coaching is oh my God. like i had no structure no here's what to do like we give our guys like exactly what to say on the coaching call like nine box structure what to do each week how do you mm. Into their at that time it was just like i remember i just sold my first program It was only like 1200 pounds like or 1800 dollars, and mm. i got a phone i was like i ain't got a fucking clue what i'm meant to be doing now <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of it back then was just kind of making up as you go along but i felt like i felt i could do that um i think i think that probably the difference is i actually think the differences are, are positive and by the way not just like, if you'd, we had spoken six months ago, I would have said mm. the same thing, but I'm going to obviously bolt on what's been happening recently. So I think the difference is a lot of fit pros are really worried that, like, oh, everything's saturated. Everyone was saying it back then as well. Yeah. It's like, it's saturated if you're just the same as everyone else, or you're lazy, or you don't invest in getting help, or you mm. like excuses, or, or you just need a bit of support and you're a bit unclear about all these things. So, like, is it saturated? I don't know, is it? Like, I don't think it is. I think that you need to be cleverer than the average fit pro, which to be blunt, we weren't taught about business and certainly not when I started doing it. Um, I think you probably are a little bit more nowadays, but back then it was just like, I guess partly because there wasn't options like there is Mm. now. So some of the differences would be like the good side. Like literally like now is, without being dramatic, it is the best time ever in human history to go online with things. Yeah. I mean, literally right now, because, um, because of COVID. But yeah. even without COVID six months ago was still, because- It was coming, to, wasn't
0: it? It was, it was all coming, I it's, think it it's just it's, accelerated it, it.
1: it. It's a combination between like the internet, uh, smartphones, um, the industry, um, like the education that's out there in the industry, things like, you know, the dreaded Zoom. And of course now, like everyone's used that back in the day, it was like trying to convince people about Skype and all that. Do you remember there was an advert? Yeah. like, And they I think it was an advert that Skype used with like a granny and her like <laughs> granddaughter and that basically saying like their granny can use Skype. Like, yeah. Even things like payment, spending money online, consuming just things. It's just all so much more normal. And then yeah, obviously and we easier. build up to now. And, yeah, and we build up to now. And, yeah, like, you know, Wi-Fi better and all that. We build up to now and it's, like, shit happens, like, whenever it started four months ago. And it's, like, the whole industry. um, Suki, I think, said it in one of his posts. He does like some mentoring. And he was, like, um, COVID has just, like, fast-forwarded the online fitness space by 10 years. And I'm, like, yeah, he's he's right. And – I wouldn't say 10, but, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, like, I think, like, now – I don't know what's going to happen in the next six months, but Melbourne have just closed their gyms again after opening. Yes, six it weeks. did, yeah. Like, I, I, I would be worried if I was thinking at this point, and I try not to be a twat about this, because I don't want to, mm. like, be one of those people who seems to be just, like, poking, poking mm. everyone. But I think we also need to look at the reality of the situation in that um, probably gyms are going to close down again, it seems. Mm. If they're, And I don't know, no one knows, but if I was a personal trainer in a gym and I was thinking, right, finally I'm going to get back whenever it is, and thinking that it's all happy days, I would at the very least have a second income stream, at the very least have a, another way of offering my clients service. And to be honest, the other thing I think is that, like, my clients have made more money recently than ever. They've brought more clients on than ever, Mm -hmm. and is it because the public actually don't want to go back into the gym I don't know I don't know whether that's going to happen so I think that um, the difference is that it's just much 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 more accessible for people that's the thing I think there's been a
0: huge shift you know we've been in the industry prior to you know Instagram and, and all that sort of stuff so you know trying to get a client or the focus, you know, from from the number one fitness gyms, let's say. As soon as Instagram and six-packs everywhere came out, it's just an explosion of fitness. And then, you know, the clients are getting more educated on loads of stuff. And we're going through these different shifts. Like so You're talking about behavior change, talking about mental health. And all these people are realizing that they don't need to go to their local gym to get this specialist. You know, if I want to do some meditation, I can get some guy in wherever, you know, nepal or it might be some guy in germany you know to take me through some sort of program and i think that's the exciting thing it blows my mind how when i speak to trainers and they've lost 50 percent of their income and they're not fucking doing anything i'm like how are you not growing or having you know you're coming about a side income but it's just like how are you not doing anything at all you, you, you think that the, the, the world is just going to go back to how it was, and it isn't. And I, and I say that to the people listening. I own two gyms and have 22 trainers that work for the company. And I'm telling them, guys, we need to be doing more. Embrace it. Embrace kind of, you know, digital from any element and start to kind of get more clients on and, and focus what you're, you know, what you're good at. So are you training anyone at all now, client-wise? Coaching Thanks. anyone? Yeah.
1: No, I am. Um... I, I had a more sort of life coaching program, like behavior change life coaching program for guys. We kind of ran a few beta tests last year. Uh, did all right out of it and it's all built and it's all like proven. But to be honest, like really, really like focus. The last year and a half, it's just been focus and just like taking as much out as possible. Like yeah. we're, we're really building what we're doing and, like we're building a team at the moment so trying to build a team for this or building a team for this and then trying to focus on anything else is just it's just not the wise thing to do i want to do some mentoring like but more sort of like uh coaching mentoring yeah at some point again soon so
0: so i know you're a big you've got a big opinion on uh, these trainers calling themselves coaches like dive in um don't hold back
1: (laughs) it's not no it's not an opinion it's um it's the i think that it's just a definition more than anything else and i think like i was speaking to a guy ash and it was weird because we started talking about it and he had almost exactly the same sort of thought process as me uh and he works with pt distinction you know they're not not as good as your platform obviously yeah Not so good um, alternative, although hopefully not. (laughs) Um, But like, he he does a little bit of stuff with them. And um, we're just talking about like the definitions of, I think that the thing to to realize is when you're doing personal training, personal training is almost like there's one option. Now, okay, you could say, well, you do semi-private and all that. Yeah, you do. But people are like personal training. Everyone knows what that means. Yeah. Standing there with one-to-one client somewhere, You know, maybe the session's forty-five minutes, maybe it's now, maybe whatever, but it's all pretty much the same thing. Whereas when you then say say, I'm gonna go and do online, a lot of the terms get banded around almost like they're the same thing. And it's not that I'm being a dick about it, but I do think that there is a difference. There's loads of different options. And to be honest, all of those different options are right for wherever people are, what they believe (laughs) to be right, etc. etc like some people just would never want to do what I teach because they, that's not what they're passionate about. They're just like, I love like the exercise part of it. And, I, and really? I'm, I, like, I'm like high five to that. So, um, whereas other people are like, they really get the, the mindset stuff, the behavior change stuff. And they're not necessarily in love with the, the actual physical part of training people. So we were just kind of talking about it. And I think there's like, I came up with like force four levels and he was like yeah and i think it's like and again most people what they do is they just interchange these like they're the same maybe they are maybe i'm being a dick but it's like i think there's like online personal training and i think there's a couple of options like one is the online personal training when you um it's almost like a sideways pivot from the gym so you were training people in the gym so you pivot to really focusing on helping people with like their exercise, because yes. that's really what a personal trainer does. I know a lot of us might go, oh, but we do all this other stuff as well. We do, but like when you know, what we are in the end is people that teach people how to exercise. That's really what the job is, although both of us learn other stuff, right? Yes. And so I think it's a sideways step where it's like, um, you do that either via like you, you know, you record everything that you're doing and you build it into like a platform and you it's like online PT. And I think like, I don't know if you what you call it. You probably know more than me. It's like the, the online virtual PT maybe. Is that a word? Yeah, they're use?
0: calling it virtual. It's live streaming, right? It's yeah. being in there. That's, you know, what. that's obviously what the remote coach platform.
1: Yeah. And I think, to, I think does, the, the and... really awesome thing about that is like, there's a few things like I, from what we've discussed, it's scalable. There's yeah. options in that. Like you said, I think what a lot of fit pros think is like, I remember when I first started like, going online, it's like, oh, I can reach people there. But then I actually realised, no, really what's happening is they can reach me. Yeah. And if I become someone that's in demand, even if it's yeah. in my little niche or whatever, like I would get people reach out to me from all over the place. And yeah. it didn't need to be from America or the other side of the world. It could just be like an hour away and they yeah. didn't want to come and they weren't willing to travel. In London, no they exactly. want to travel like the yeah. city, isn't it? Yeah. Like so I think you've got those two versions which almost feel like they're they're like a uh, not a sideways step in, like uh, uh, whether it's up or down, but they're taking the, the 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 passion of exercise and figuring a probably, you know, some better ways of doing it, especially at the moment. Yeah. Then I think that you get like the people that want to really do like sort of sports performance, but you can still deliver it on those two. So they're like real specialists. Want to even work with athletes or people that get on stage mm. or that sort of stuff, and then. For me, the other two steps are not steps. But the other two options, like I think PN did a really good job of calling, like people uh, habit-based coaches. Yeah. But then you start to look at some things like habits, two to three things each week. You start to look at that kind of thing, and I think I think there's a couple of platforms that do that. And then I think yeah. PN really made that that phrase. Yeah, John Berardi did well. Didn't yeah. You know, and it's awesome. What we want to do is like we believe but only for what we do and again yeah a lot of people are like i don't want to do this shit yeah um and it's way more it's beyond habits it's, it's actually looking at some deeper behavior change mm. uh principles like basically some of the stuff we study yeah. self, self-image why do clients self-sabotage why yeah. do clients like, why do when you ask them to do something away from your sessions, do they just not do it? It's not because they're lazy. Yeah. And for people that are kind of really interested in the mindset of this, or, you know, again, we kind of call it like behavior change. That's kind of where I think that, that we are. But again, mm. there's like, there's four or five different options that you can really fucking make work. Personal totally. training is like personal training, but like, that's kind of it. Right.
0: Yeah, I think what what's happened, this is my opinion again. Like, I think that because coach was, and it's when it was in fitness, was referenced with, hey, coach, you know, like sports yeah, teams.
1: And yeah, cool. yeah
0: and, and sports teams, it just got just positioned into that. And then trainers that got kind of good at training people yep. um, and getting results just. Didn't want to be called a trainer and they called themselves other stuff, but, health but coaches. I,
1: I, I, I actually think, I, I think that's true. It's like, it, and it is true. And that's why I'm trying not to be a dick about it. I don't but know some, of them, some no, of them are not but, coaches. No, but do you remember? We actually studied this in the diploma. I don't know if you remember. And the way that they would describe it is that, that and again, the problem with doing some of this stuff is they get so fucking up themselves and you're like, stop taking yourself so seriously, man. Yeah. They would describe it as a, um, a capital C. So yeah, when it's a capital C, it means you're a coach in the sense of more behaviour change and they, they teach life coaching, personal mm-hmm. coaching. That's what they would talk about. And I'm just like, oh come on, get over yourself. So like that's what I said, it's like the coaching or the coach, yeah. which is the strength and conditioning coach, which in the end, like, yeah, they are. But like, I'm not gonna argue yeah. with them if they wanna be called that, then that's what they are. They yeah, are, totally. they've been called that for the last fifty years. So I think that, that that's kind of one option, which is really awesome. And people mm. who are really serious about working with athletes and, and that, what we do is fundamentally around transformation, which yeah. in the end is it is a weight loss thing. And it is weight loss. It's, weight it works loss. on their mind. It works on their body. Some some trainers don't like that. They no. don't, they're not interested in it. I'm fascinated by it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... It is interesting. There's so many different elements and like you said, I think some trainers also get lost when they go online and they, you know, they, they think, Oh, this doesn't really fit right. You know, we've had 70,000 hours worth of virtual live sessions through remote coach during COVID. Right. So, you know, and then you look at other things like Peloton and the mirror and all these, you know, people want to have different options. And I think that's the key. Some people need a different approach. Some people like to do the exercise. And it's about kind of finding and doing a bit of extra studying on like, what do you actually like? And there's no reason why you can't do a bit of both, you know, and this is what kind of we say.
1: Yeah, and I think like, for instance, um, like John, um, John Goodman, who, who's kind yeah. of got quite a big kind of um, audience, like one of his, his main programme, as far as I can see, don't quote me if I'm wrong, he kind of looks at like, what are all the options that you can do? I mean, I'm not literally, I'm not sure there's, bits and it's not exactly like you know every single option of online because there are almost so many um and he's like he teaches almost an overview and a way of doing them all and then Mm -hmm. kind of leaves you with like leaves you with like these are the options this is what you could do we're we're just like no we just do one thing that's all we do we're not interested in anyone else so i think you're right. i think it's about education and it's not just about the trainers it's about like their clients as well
0: totally
1: some of the clients that we work with that come into the program what we do is we teach them how to go and have a conversation with some of their current clients yeah and some of the conversation that comes back from their current clients is like you know what i just want to exercise like i'm okay with my weight it's not something that i want to work on massively i like coming and working out so i love working out awesome yeah. It's like, so it's it's about the trainer, but it's also about the people that they want to serve as well. Like yeah. if they want to serve people who just love working out, then awesome. And you can still make good money out of it, and yeah. then you can scale yeah. it. And you know, plenty of people like fitness because it's fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. But like, I imagine and it, on your and it app, breaks like, away.
1: Like you can have you can have group stuff. I used to be a right dick, and I'd be like, "Oh fucking Zumba, how dumb!" Now I'm like, "Well, oh, nice, oh, fun."
0: yeah i'm not
1: i'm not gonna do it but whatever it is it's like people enjoy that what i'm why am i taking things so seriously about honestly
0: the scale element is 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 amazing what i'm finding or what we're finding is that the trainers are doing that are doing really well on remote coach though are good trainers and what i mean by that is you know they've gone on and done further education they're they're the professionals you know and those ones that are scaling it you know, are doing, you know, 30, 40 people in a class, for example, charging $12 a pop, you know, and doing four classes a week. That's a substantial amount of money that they're doing, you know, and it's, it's amazing to see. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have trainers that are really struggling. And I'm honest, I say to them that, you know, if you, it's not about just giving people workouts anymore. You know, you need to educate yourself, you need to do more, you know, or else you're just going to be basically the person that gives someone a workout and there's so many options now for tra- uh, for clients sorry that they're not going to want to spend money on that you know they can do that and i think that this opened their eyes that they can have other options but okay so going on to your own um, advice then let's say so i remember when you started going online and i remember thinking uh, well i had the gym's I was still doing i don't know how many hours thinking you know i'd love to be able to you know to, to do that but i also remember that you had a real focus or it seemed, and this is the thing, it might not be, but it seemed you had a real focus on like Facebook and, you know, creating a community on there. Now we've obviously had other guests on the show that have other different platforms such as Instagram, you know, Maeve Madden came on the show. She's doing a thousand people in a class, you know, so why were you choosing Facebook? any tips around that is it still facebook that you'd kind of focus on well let's stay on facebook for now because i think it's you know it is a tool
1: um yeah um you know why facebook at the time um i'll be honest like i wasn't on facebook and i just bought my coach Mm. spent seven thousand dollars and it was like eight week program and i was to be honest i was like squeaky bum time i was like fuck like this (laughs) was like that was that was a lot of money at the time and i was like oh my god and, um, and my coach, like, and by the way, at this point I was charging a lot of money. So, um, yeah. I would have been, it was around the same time. I can't remember exactly whether I'd taken that, that client on that. I charged that sort of money, mm. but I uh, no, I must have, um, I can't remember now. No, I haven't, okay. but I was charging, I was charging like three grand a month for my clients to work with me one to one. And, and I'd had clients with me for like a couple of years on that sort of rate yeah and um and I still said to my to the coach I was working with at the time I was like yeah but my type of clients aren't on Facebook and he just looked at me and it was just like fucking do it dude and like literally that's how he kind of yeah it It was his his energy and I was like and and when you sort of spend that sort of money with someone you just you learn like well like I should just do what he says so I posted some stuff on Facebook and I hadn't done it before really. And yeah. I got a little bit like organic and I did some stuff which he said, which I still think works. And I went through all my old clients and I got them involved. I added them to my personal profile. I basically made a fundamental decision at that point that Facebook up till then had just been like a little bit of mates and that sort of thing. I mean, it wasn't, yeah. I, I wasn't that serious about it. Um, but I was like, no, this is now basically a business place. I'm going to create a business as or this is part of my business. And I remember like I I posted something and I just got a message from someone saying, Hey, um, and I was doing the brides at the time, right? And she was like, Hey, I'm not a bride, but you know, I just saw one of your posts. Would you consider working with me? I was like, and I followed the process, I was like, look, let's have a look, let's have a chat, see what it is, got on a phone. And in the end um, she became a client and it was personal training still at the time. Yeah. And uh, she paid me, the exchange rate at the time was about $9,000. It yeah. was like 6,000 pounds. And it was just like, that's all I needed to see. And it was it's like, Facebook, and he yeah, just yeah. turned around and, said, yeah. and so he goes, well he didn't, but metaphorically he should have gone. So they're not on Facebook. Right. Yeah. And the reality of the situation is that everyone's on Facebook yeah. Like however rich or poor you are, they're all on Facebook. The client that paid me $18,000 is on Facebook. Yeah. yeah Does you use yeah. it a lot? No, but he's on there. So yeah. I think the first thing, if we're just talking about actually building like an audience, a platform to get mm. to people, I think the first thing is probably to step back a bit and decide, like we talked about like kind of, you know, what business model you want to run mm. and also who do you want to target? If you want to go niche, you don't have to, but hmm. I think that there's a benefit of, like we talked about, standing out. So that would be a decision that you would look at, like, who do I want to work with? Because that can fundamentally decide which platform you use. My, uh, we generally don't really encourage people to use anything but, and we're talking about social media, it's usually LinkedIn or Facebook. Yeah. So if they're running... Instagram we don't say don't do it but to be honest it's not something that we we use and again that's based on business model choice we obviously go out and sell teach our guys to sell very high ticket it's not yeah. that you can't sell that off Instagram of course you can but if you were doing and again look, I'm not an expert so someone who is an expert could come and tell me I'm wrong and I'd, I yeah. would be totally open to that like I, I get the feeling that Instagram is much more of a platform for building a lot of numbers, really big audience, slightly lower ticket stuff, and I, again I don't know. So I think it makes that all, sense though. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what's sold on there. Although I'm sure there's people that are absolutely killing it with high ticket on Instagram yeah. as well. So I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. I'm a big fan of Facebook. It, but it's like anything. It's like, what's the what's the best? bit of equipment in the gym and you mm. might go you know what my favorite is a barbell i'll be like yeah me too and someone else oh, i like dumbbells i'm like yeah, but it depends what you do with the fucking things
0: yeah exactly. like that's
1: what really matters and it is an ethos of like where do i want to be but it's 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 like you need to be good at using the tool and yeah, it is yeah, just an absolutely. audience builder so you yeah. can be terrible at using facebook and you'll never get clients from it and people are like i'll never get clients from facebook it's like because you don't know how to use it properly to get clients that's the problem
0: yeah. what's your what's your kind of one tip for you know using linkedin or facebook you know if you're getting started and you wanted to start having that kind of conversational marketing is it go out and connect with shitloads loads of people is it just start putting out content is it video what's the one
1: thing that someone listening could do um when you um uh you need to enter the conversation that's happening in your client's heads so the first coach i worked with i spent about a hundred and something thousand dollars with him over about two and a bit years yeah and the, how we got connected was that
0: so that's him, a lot of money Gav. yes
1: <laughs> pipe down man so, uh gavin on his light like, i don't know what it was 12, 13 ROI. Yeah. I don't know what he's talking about. Um, uh, someone that I knew that he knew had yeah. shared his post. And it was literally, I can't remember exactly what it said. It was one sentence. And I just liked it because it was literally it's so strange. But I remember it was like, it was literally the conversation that I'd been having that morning in my head. Yeah. So it's like a random light, just the light two months later now obviously he knew how to create a sales process right He knew how to do it and you know we chatted and we flirted a little bit and i didn't work with him and then you know and then eventually i was like oh i want to get his help and um that was just from like literally knowing him knowing his marketplace incredibly well so it does help if you do have a niche because if you really want to understand how to create marketing and content that is going to do what it did to me. It's like, you have to be able to talk to that person. So create, and again, you don't have to, but I think it's creating a niche and understanding how to communicate to these people. It's not necessarily a skill that most personal trainers know. They don't, I mean, they're just like, the guys that come into the internship, we don't necessarily, we do change things obviously, but it takes a bit of time to build. We're just like, look, think about it like this go and put some posts out, go and do this. And even without changing necessarily the current audience and going and building much more, they'll get clients because we just show them. It's like going to a networking event. If you imagine this,
0: I it's not networking.
1: just going to the net. Yeah, of course, but it's not just going to the network events. It's going and being the person that just knows how to deal with the, the room. And, yeah. So um, there's a training that I watched not, uh, recently. It was like not, not being the Kanye in the room. And I just cracked up and I'm like, like, he can be Kanye, he can do it wherever he wants, but you imagine someone that acts like that in just a normal place.
0: Yeah, just yeah. out
1: of context. It's like the person that's really good at networking, you can imagine going to one, who's the person that everyone wants to speak to? Who's the one that kind of just like does it well? So that's the same with social media, it's, it's about doing it well and, and to be honest, knowing what to say so you get people's attention.
0: So yeah, I mean, let's, let's stay on that though. You know, I know, and I know I don't believe you, you know, well maybe you can, I don't know if you can make a niche just quickly overnight, but if you're wanting to just start getting into the conversation, would you just say to some of the guys listening, you know, if you've just finished your course or you've been training people for five years and you're now going online just to, you know, do you search those conversations and just start commenting or do you post, you know, is it your post?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's difference of opinions about this, by the way. So let's, let's get the elephant yeah. out from my end. Like there's difference of opinions on how do you do that? And so some school of thoughts are like, uh, in a program I did, they were like, interact with people where your audience is. Some fit pros would feel like that would be the last thing that they would ever, ever consider doing, which is go where your audience is and, again, the, the framing of this is the interesting thing because some people who are against this would be like going into Facebook groups and spamming people and messaging them. Now, is that the way that you're going to build a successful business for the long term? No, definitely yeah. not. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: is it as an option as part of what you're doing? Yes, but for probably reasons that people don't realise. Yeah. So if I want to, like back in the day without, social media and without digital marketing how i used to do it the first client i ever got that paid me 3 grand i was in uh, liverpool street and i was like where in london liverpool street in london by the way mm. where in london do the most rich people hang out not only rich people but people that just spend money
0: yeah
1: i, I need to go to mayfair in belgravia yeah so i went and found a studio nearby there that i could do sessions And I remember just walking through Belgravia one day and I just, just out of my peripheral vision, I saw like hairdressers, but outside there was two cars. It was like a Bentley and something else. I was just like, I just, my brain just saying to me, dude, that's where you need to be. I was like, of course. So I just started getting my hair cut in really posh, you know, it was like 60 pounds. I don't want to fucking pay 60 pounds for a haircut. (laughs) Uh, I was like paying 10 quid from the, like, just down the road. And I was like, you know what? I'll get it cut every couple of months. Why not? So I just started going every time I got my hair cut, I would go around there and I'd get my mm-hmm. hair cut. Sit down, old Doris or ladies, like I well, usually younger, would say, what, what what'd you do? And I'd sort of, I'd have like half an hour, an hour with her just talking to her. And then uh, it was actually the first client I ever got that paid me that money. And I just became friends with this girl. And we were chatting. And then she turns around and one day, she goes, oh, by the way, I've got a client for you. Yeah. I was like, oh. She goes, yeah, he's really rich, him what you want. I was like, ah. Oh. And I sat down, <laughs> I sat down in Pret in, yeah. in Belgravia, presented to him what it was. it was. like, I shit myself by the way. It's like, it's 2,000 a month. Uh, I think I did, I think it was back in the day. It was like two sessions, three sessions, four sessions a week. Yeah. Over three months or six months, I had the options. And he was like, you know, I'm thinking of, when he said it, he goes, I'm thinking of doing between three and four sessions. A week and I was just like shitting myself, trying not to pretend. Like, and he's like, What do you think? And I just said, um, Well, the people that want to get the result the quickest generally go for four sessions a week. And he goes, Yep, yeah, paid me for six months up front. I walked away and I looked at my app on my phone. I was like, There's fucking 12 yeah. grand sitting in my bank. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And you know
0: what? Just there? to jump in, it's like, So there'll be trainers listening to this and thinking, Oh, no, what? You know, I've never heard. But there, there, there is, and this is the thing, I did a mentoring session yesterday just with, um, uh, Zoka Fitness, shout out to Zoka Fitness, um, one of the guys there, and just about you know, there's a lot of trainers charging a lot of money, you know, and a lot of coaches and stuff. So, getting get your head around that kind of. Here's a uh, fundamental thing, as well. thing I think
1: that's much more important than just like that is true. By the way, what you said yeah. there, um, like our ego wants to just convince us that things are true, and it's like. That is true that people don't spend $18,000 on personal training. If your experience has always been, no disrespect to it, Phil was brought up. If your experience is that you were brought up in Scunfork and people spend £20 an hour on personal training, and even that, all you ever get is like, well, I thought it'd be cheaper than that. And like comparing you to Slimming World. Like there's, of course, someone's going to think that no one spends that That sort of money on personal training because in your reality it's true and i just and i didn't know i was doing it then but i'm like what makes me believe that's true so when a when a trainer turns around and goes bullshit no one spends that sort of money i started really making myself go okay well by the way maybe some people are lying let's just go with that then all right yeah so um, I was like, okay. And the way I actually came up with the money that I wanted to charge was I looked at who was charging the most in London. And it was a yeah. company called Bodyism. Yeah. So to say that no one pays that money for personal training, that's not true because I knew it was true because they're doing it. Yeah. So I was like four times a week, 120 pounds an hour. I didn't want to charge hourly. I wanted to charge monthly. It so worked out at two grand a month. There you go. That's what I'm going to charge. And then I was like, yeah. how do I go and make that work? Not, There's no way that anyone, because it's much nicer to think, well, there's no one that anyone does that if I'm not where I want to be and get them (laughs) Exactly. So, like, I put myself in places, you know, come back to your question, I put myself in places where wealthy people that were in my avatar were. I gave away um, uh, training sessions as, like, gifts in, like, some big high society magazines that went out in an auction for Christmas randomly the guy who bid for a week of training with me, literally his office was across the road from the studio that I was I in. you doing that. <laughs> and it was just like, and he turned up for his first session. He was like, I want to do more. He was not English. He was like, uh, like I'm going to do, what, what? how do I do it? And I was like, we'll we do three months or six months." He was like, yeah, three months, fine. And I started sort of went into my pitch. He was like, oh, just send it to my PA. Didn't even want to know how much it was. Yeah. So like, if we go to online, we still have to be in the places that these people are in. So like we, we, for instance, we run Facebook ads, we build out traffic, we do all that, we build out niche, but that's not where we go first. So there are lots of ways of getting into conversations with people. One of the things that we do is, and this is, I'll give you the example for me when I got my first ever bride client. I was doing the high ticket online and I was going, "What? Well, that's my niche. I asked everyone I knew, do you know anyone who's getting married this year? And almost everyone said, yeah, I do actually. Awesome. Would you mind asking them if they would just spend half an hour, 20 minutes talking to me? I'm just doing this thing. And I got 10 people that were interested in doing this with me. I think I ended up like meeting like speaking to five of them and two of them bought. Yeah, It's like, and and it's having a strategy, isn't it? And even if it's not like, even for instance, if I'm not going into environments where my clients could be to try and sell them shit, if I want to become a good marketer, I could go into a Facebook group and I could be like, okay, my perfect client hangs around in here and I could put in say the search term in the bar, uh, weight gain or like weight loss. And then I can click on all the search results that come up and I can see how everyone's talking about it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like the
1: words they use, the frame, the struggles, the pain. And then when I'm putting my marketing out, I am going to be speaking to my perfect client a lot better than someone who tries to make up in their own mind. So I think that there's lots of ways of doing it, of actually getting those first few clients. But a lot of it is just like making the decision first. Like I just just found out ways to make shit work.
0: Yeah, I think... Do you know what? That's a really good place, I think, to end. Um, really good tip. I mean, th- there's, there's so many elements, you know, and I think fundamentally that what I'm hearing more and more is invest in yourself. Like, you know, you spent a lot of money on, on upskilling yourself that you're now obviously passing to trainers. Um, and for those of you that are interested in um, Tim's mentoring and the program, I'll put it in the show notes. Well, I'd say more um, ben on
1: that. Just put, like, the link to the, the, the free community like yeah, so okay. people just want to learn about yeah. that stuff is
0: probably a better place yeah okay cool um and yeah just start doing that little bit extra uh, you know out of the anatomy and physiology books and more into like tim said the marketing and, and building a business so thanks for coming on tim i really appreciate it um i know i said i'd be out to malta and obviously can't now but that back again. My- no, yeah <laughs> all right cheers dude, dude. all right, Matt, no, all right speak soon.